This morning's reading is from Matthew, chapter 27, verses 27 through 38. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on his head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him a wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. And they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Um, we have been going through the book of Matthew, and we are now, we just go through the entire book, and we are now at the last chapters of this book, and it is, it's getting kind of rough. You know, these, these are the, the pivotal moments here. Um, you ever start a day where you wake up in the morning, the sun is shining, and you think, I'm going to be positive today. That's for me. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love myself. That's what they preach every Sunday. And by golly, this might be the one day that I actually do that. <laughs> you get in your car, you start going to work, and somebody cuts off in front of you. And you think, oh, that's okay. They might be in a more of a hurry than I am. Even though they're driving sporadically and like an idiot, maybe they're okay, you know. And you try your best and you get to to work and suddenly the boss just puts like a, this entire pile of stuff that you know the boss should have done themselves but they it puts it right there and it's already next to the other pile of stuff and already you're feeling overwhelmed but you try to keep that positive attitude you know and then lunch comes and you realize that you forgot your lunch and so you go to the break room which smells like a bathroom and you realize that the people that you work with are pigs <laughs> you open the microwave for some reason it looks like a scientific experiment gone bad, but it still smells like popcorn. <laughs> you get back to your cubicle, you find just something to nibble on, and you hear the person next to you chatting on the phone on a personal phone call, which is fine, but they've been on that personal phone call for six days. You have the other person that's been eating their lunch, which smells not like a lunch, and they're eating with their mouth open, and they're making all these clicking noises, and it's just driving you crazy. Finally, work gets done, you get in your car and you start to drive home. You listen to the news and it's just all sorts of bad things and you're hearing opinions and everything like that and everything. And the other, and other people, you know, instead of cutting you off, they're now in front of you and nobody's going fast enough because you want to get home and you don't have room to cut in front of you. And so finally, you're just at the breaking point. You get home and there's your lovely spouse staring at you and just saying, hi, hey, before you come in, can you take out the trash? And you go, that is it! I hate you! And you take everything out on them. This ever happened to anybody else but me? No? 
what an innocent group of people we have here. And when I say that, I mean liars. We do that. We get stuff sometimes where we build up stuff inside and we find that we take it out on the people that we love the most, the people that we uh, are, are, are mean so much to us. So, you know, sci uh, psychologists will say that we, we do that because that's the safe person in our lives. We know that we'll be forgiven, uh, but it's still rotten when we do it. And usually if we have a conscience, we'll come back later and say, hey, I'm sorry, I just had a, a rough day. And, and sometimes we'll talk about that day, and it'll start to feel a little bit better. Uh, this is actually kind of what's happening in this scene here. Uh, we're going to be talking about practicing what you preach in this. And Jesus is really put to the test here. The Roman soldiers are the ones that have built up so much. The Roman soldiers are uh, like soldiers today. They have been given a task. Many of them are in places that they do not live. Uh, many of them are not with their families. Many of them every day find aggression. They're trying to keep the peace, but they have people that don't want them there, and they have people sometimes that are actually just trying to kill them. They're taking orders from people that live in castles and all of this kind of stuff, and they are stressed out. And the ones that they have scapegoated are the Jewish people. The Jewish people are the ones that uh, they have uh, overtaken their area there. The Jewish people are the ones that keep bringing up the uprisings and trying to squash them. And so it's easy for them to take out their anger on one sect, one group of people. And now they've got a guy here that has been accused of being the king of those people. That's his crime, that he claimed to be king of the Jews. Their only job here is to just flog him and get him on the cross, something that they did daily. Uh, crucifixion was not... A, uh, uh, it, it was an everyday thing for these guys. It was routine. Flog them, get them on the cross. They, they perfected this. But they have a scapegoat here, and they do more than that. They strip him. They put a crown of thorns on him. They mock him. They start smacking him around the head. Suddenly, they have all of this aggression that is in their lives, and this is the one that they take it out on. They're not taking it out because he claims to be the Messiah. They could care less about that. Some of them don't even really know who this guy is. Some of them might have heard something. But what they do know is that they're stressed out, and they're going to take it out on him. And they do. It's read so fast. It's like two sentences in this where they just they strip him down, they flog him, and they beat him about the head. They, they mock him like a king and all this kind of stuff. And you can read it through very fast. But if you were actually there, I'm guessing it would take a little bit longer than that where they actually spent time humiliating this person, making fun of this person, mocking this person, and beating this person. A person that meant nothing to them, but a person that was now their enemy at this moment in time because they had feelings that they could direct now to him. And he took the brunt of it. You know, we talk about having stressful days and we take it out on people that are close to us, but there are cases where we build that even more 
into our lives. And we start to hate people. We start to hate entire groups of people. We start to scapegoat entire um, nationalities. Uh, we start to blame and villainize others. And that's not what Jesus ever preached. Jesus shows us what he preached by this little scene right here. People that are familiar with the book of Matthew may see a little bit of similarity here with something that he preached called the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, depending on what gospel you read. It's being put to the test right in front of him. I'll give you an example here. They struck him about the head. Just before this, Jesus preached, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. Jesus was a person of peace. And he's proving it in this scene right here. It's one thing to preach something. It's another thing to act it out when you're challenged. You know, it'd be one thing if I was up here saying, you know, love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor, and then you saw me over at the grocery store uh, belittling a cashier or, or making fun of somebody. They stripped him. If anybody wants to take your shirt, give them your coat as well. His preaching is being put to the test, and he is not fighting. They came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second. We're seeing the Sermon on the Mount now illustrated right before us. And it is going exactly how Christ preached. Christ is not saying, fight fire with fire. He's not saying, if they hit you, hit them back twice. He is practicing what he's preaching here. This person from Cyrene carries his cross, but we all know that Jesus carried things further. In this illustration, Simon is doing the one mile. Jesus is taking it farther. We're seeing a person that to his truly dying day preached peace, preached understanding, preached welcoming the stranger, preached loving your enemy. But we have miscommunicated this. I, I was driving the other day, I was driving down uh, Highway 34, which is... Right, is it right there? It's right there. And be, in front of me was a car, a vehicle, and on the window, they had the, one of those um, window stickers, and it said, uh, Jesus and assault rifles. Now, I'm not, I'm not taking a stand on, this has nothing to do with guns or anything like that, but you know that when you see something like that, it, it has an aggressive tone. Um, and on the other side, it said um, uh, F word and somebody's name. And this person was representing all of this and saying that they were following Christ. Sometimes we, we do that. You know, 
Sometimes we, we spend not just a bad day and take it out on somebody. We, we spend our lives seeing things that disturb us or scare us or make us nervous or sad. And instead of dealing with that, we create enemies in our lives. And what's twisted here is that as Christians, instead of looking at the person that is sacrificing everything for people he doesn't even know, and people that do not agree with him, we have, we have warped Christianity to where we're actually following the Roman soldiers. Something bugs you? Something makes you fearful? Create an enemy and beat them. Somebody hits you, hit them back. Something troubles you, don't talk about it, just find somebody to blame for it. Ridicule and assault them. Make them not human. I feel like we've, we're missing what was preached because it's not matching what we're practicing. As Christians, we're supposed to practice not what we preach, not what the person on the radio or on the television preaches. We're supposed to practice what Christ preached. And Christ tells us to love one another, even when that is hard to do. That's what we're supposed to do. One of the ways that we can help to avoid this pitfall, remember, most of these Roman soldiers didn't even really know who this was, but he was just a villain that they had put into their mind because they couldn't deal with it. You ever seen an infant, a baby? I know some of you were one once. I know for some of you it was a long time ago, but... Uh, Babies, when they feel something, you know it. Babies are a window of what we as human beings are supposed to be. When a baby is sad, a baby cries. When a baby is mad, a baby is mad. When a baby's hungry, it lets you know. It's always letting you know. But somewhere in our lives, we get to a point where people say things like, don't cry, don't, don't be angry. And we start to learn to not talk about what we're feeling, but rather suppress it, stuff it. We become like the Roman soldiers, where we don't have a window to where we can talk about the things that are frightening us or scaring us or things we disagree with. We, we instead just keep it to ourselves. And that builds up like a toxin inside of us. It never goes away. It just stays there and festers until we find a scapegoat. For some of us, it's a, a, a person who lives in a different area. Sometimes it's a polit politics. Sometimes whatever the case may be, that's our enemy. And now all the things that we have had inside of us, we now take out on them. And we call ourselves Christians when what we are doing is the act of the Romans. 
Wouldn't it be great if when we felt something like a child, we could just say, I feel this. Wouldn't it be great that when we come home from a hard day, rather than yelling at the people that we're close to, you can stop and say, can I talk? I've had a hard day. Wouldn't it be great if we said, I'm afraid when we're afraid? Wouldn't it be great if we said, I'm happy when I'm happy? The other thing that illustrates here is people sharing those aggressions with Christ and Christ taking it. We can take that as Christ welcomes those feelings that we have. Christ is there to hear us. Christ is there to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. The delusion is when we think that we have felt something that Christ doesn't know about. The practice is sharing it. That's why we have this wonderful thing, these prayer cards on the tables here. A a wonderful way to share what we're feeling is to do this, to give it to God, to talk about it. The other thing, this is why community is so important. If you are a part of a church, you are part of a church community, that means that when you walk in here and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how's it going? You can actually tell them. You get to tell them, worst day of my life. Thanks for asking. We get to come in here wounded. We get to come in here with our fears, our anxieties, our hurt, our whatever it is. And we get to share that with one another. Because as Christians, that's what we do. And the reason that we do that is so that we can continue to be like him and not take it out on somebody else. The hardest job that you have in this world is to follow Christ. It's also the most rewarding. But it is difficult because Christ tells you that person that you want to hate, you've got to love them, because I do. That person that is a villain in your life, that whole entire group of people that you just want to be washed off the face of the world, I died for them too. You are here to love God, to love yourself, and to love your neighbor. We love God by sharing our feelings with God. We love ourselves by sharing our feelings and not holding on to things that paralyze us, toxify us, and fill us so full of hate and rage that we want to we want to just hurt somebody. We love our neighbor because our neighbor is there to hear how we feel. And we're there to hear how they feel. What is preached is Jesus. What we don't want to practice is what the Romans did. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Darn it. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, sometimes being positive and being in good spirits is just not what we feel. Don't let our anger fester. Don't let our fears fester. Don't let things turn into hate where we hate those next to us. Let us learn to truly rely on you 
to truly be our honest selves and to say, this is how I feel. To truly take care of ourselves by sharing how we feel and by truly loving our neighbor for allowing them to share how they feel as well and loving them as you love them, as you love us. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.